There he is. There he Jimmy is. Rose. How you doing, dog? Hey, man. Last night or yesterday was a long day. Good. By, you know, a good, I thought it was a good game, but, you know, considering of the people I'm around, it was, it was a tough one for us. <laughs> yes. We will get but, to that momentarily as I officially want to welcome everybody to the playoff edition of Baseball Today, presented by our good friends at Dugout Mugs. We will talk about them momentarily. But, yeah, give me the mood around the office. You just walked in there. A lot of diehard Yankee fans in there. Are they all, are they all crawled up in the fetal position and saying, Kind of. It was the worst-case scenario for me. I talked about it yesterday. You know, we wanted it to be a good game, and it really was just Red Sox the, the entire way. There wasn't a time where the Yankees felt like they were going to win that game. Besides Stanton's near homer when ESPN did the oop-de-oop and thought they put that thing down over the onto the freeway and it barely hit halfway up the wall. Yeah, well, Matty uh, Vaskersian, he, he got hoodwinked. John, yeah. Sterling, John Sterling thought it would literally left the yard. It was not good. But the guy's 83. Listen, if I'm 83 and I'm not drooling on myself, I'm a happy camper, so I'll let him slide. And by the way, most importantly, Giancarlo thought he had it. He should have been he in second on that play. I said the same thing, but, you know, I don't know. Yes, you're right. He should have been running. All right, so let's start getting to our list of questions, and let's start with the pitching. Was Nate Avaldi outperforming Garrett Cole by miles the biggest story of that wild card game? I think so. Um, you know, we talked about this before the game. The Yankees had something on Eovaldi. And if you were watching last night, I know the end line seems like, oh, there's no way they did. But if you were watching, like, they were taking very good breaking pitches right outside of the zone. They were swinging early at these heaters. Even Squid, Velasquez came out banging on the heater. Rizzo, first pitch of the game. They kind of were all over some of his pitches. Balls were right at people. Um, or they were just, just missing it. So what I think happened was Eovaldi knew they had something, couldn't figure it out. And he started, you know, one, being very cautious about being around the middle of the plate. If you watch, like, his pitches, they were all on the outskirts of the zone, which is, you know, how you avoid getting hit. But also that timing stuff he was doing with his legs, I think that was another counter to, hey, these guys, I think, have something on me. Let's throw a wrinkle in it for them. So that was surprising to me. That definitely the most surprising part was, Yankees not getting to Eovaldi, even though they had something on him. And Garrett Cole, I mean, this is – you go to New York to be a star and live for moments like this, right? Reggie, the three home runs, he comes to New York. He wants to be the straw that stirs the drink, and he ends up being that, right? Um, Garrett Cole's going to have to live with this until he gets another opportunity. And you can talk about the hamstring and Boone and Cole both downplayed it a bit, uh, all that sort of stuff. He was terrible because – not because he gave up the three runs and only got six outs and only threw 50 pitches. He was non-competitive with a lot of his pitches. And you know this. I, I mean, I can't tell you because I never stood in the box, but if you're not close to the zone, you become a very average pitcher quickly. Not even just not close to the zone. He was middle-middle of the zone a lot. And I don't care what kind of stuff you got and how hard you throw. You're middle of the zone. Big league hitters are going to crush it just like we saw a couple guys do. Yeah. And with all that being said, uh, to me, the biggest play was Xander Bogart's home run in the first inning. I was going to take the Red Sox yesterday until J.D. Martinez was left off the roster because of the ankle issue. 
Bogarts is a guy that had struggled. He had, was five for his last 32 before that at bat. For him to take that 89-mile-an-hour changeup that, as you said, middle-middle, get that place going. If, they, if Cole gets through that first inning and it's 0-0, then both teams are like, okay, feeling out inning, nobody's got an edge. Boy, to put two runs up on the board, that was enormous. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, when you sent that question over, um, I thought that also was the biggest part of the game. Uh, you know, works the count to 3-2. Cole maybe makes the right pitch, just in the wrong location. I mean, 89 miles an hour, although you don't necessarily think – I mean, he threw a lot of off-speed pitches yesterday uh-huh. in, you know, in different types of counts. I think he – I think either he was scared of where he was locating his heater or he thought that they were just going to be all over. I know. I think that's what he said in the post game was that was the plan uh, to go more off speed, but it seemed like he was afraid of Devers after yep. he gave the homer to Bogart. So he was afraid of Bogart. So yeah, I agree. I, I think uh, I hate to say, it, I think he's pitching scared. It's interesting because I was texting with glass now, right after Bogart's hit the homer because on our latest Rose rotation, I asked him which lineup scares you more. Not scares, but which one does he have more difficulty with? He said, unquestionably, it's Boston. I said, well, who is it in the lineup? He said, it's Xander. He said he never deviates from his plan, ever. Even when he's struggling, he goes up there, he'll foul off tough one-two, two-two pitches that are pitcher's pitches, and then he'll make you make a mistake. And I feel like that's exactly how it transpired last night. I thought that was huge. I thought Verdugo was enormous for them last night. And he's a guy that lives on the emotional moment. I'll be curious to see, however far this run goes for Boston, how much of a role he plays in it. I was going to say, Verdugo, a couple big knocks last night and, and just a knack for the moment as well. Yep. That not that always like Boston's thing, like just kind of guys coming up and being clutch when they need to be? Yeah. It, you know, I'm going to give them a, all the credit in the world. There's a lot of Yankee fans who are like, we didn't do this, we didn't do that. And we'll talk about their future momentarily, but – this was all about Boston and what Boston did right. And you can talk about the one-game wild card, whether it's fair or not. We knew the rules going in. And you would have thought that the Yankees would have had a massive starting pitching edge. Didn't matter. Boston, good for you. They're moving on. Uh, but I do want to ask you the second question. Okay. Was Aaron Judge getting thrown out in the sixth inning the biggest singular play of the game? No, I thought the Bogarts homer was the biggest play of the game. I and mean, we could talk about the judge being thrown out thing. I think that's it was just it just didn't make any sense. You could have runners on second and third with one out. I think it was well, nothing at the time. Yeah, hold on. You would have had first and third. Maybe first Stanton and third, only, yeah. Yeah, Stanton only went to second because of the throw home. Yeah, maybe first and third. But you still have a runner on third base. You know, get that first run in, I think that helps a lot. Um I don't know, man. That was I don't know what Nevin was thinking. It look, almost looked like he saw the ball because there wasn't exactly great throws anywhere. Like, Kike one-hopped it kind of nonchalantly to Bogarts. He got it in quickly, but it wasn't a great throw. So, I think Nevin saw the downward trajectory and was like, let's go. But Bogarts had the ball and didn't really have to hammer anything home. He just kind of had to toss it in there, and, and Judge was out. I thought Judge had a bad uh, route to third base. Looked like he stutter-stopped at second a little bit, and then his route was – way too far away so that was a uh maybe not the most important play of the game but the most deflating part, uh, play of the game for the yankees yeah i think that might, that might be a better term for it uh phil fucked up it's that simple when you are everything is time and place in sports if it's one one if it's three three i'm good with it 
you're down 3-1, and all of a sudden you're in the sixth inning where people start counting outs a little bit, you damn well better make sure 100% that you're – it wasn't close. Yeah, it was. By 10 to 12 feet. It wasn't like bang, bang. It wasn't like two great relays. Bogart's throw was phenomenal. But that's a throw that that guy makes – did he was that it was like yeah he was at second base it was just a pitch and catch easy right right so that that's what I'm saying is that you can with Gallo and Glaber Torres coming up a couple of guys that can leave the yard and quickly give you guys a four three lead that's a play if I was a Yankee fan I'd circle it and by the way um, is it is it Katie Strang I I apologize if I'm getting her name wrong she always puts out great stats on the Yankees I see and I I should have written it down so I apologize if it's wrong. She pointed out right after um, that happened that the Yankees were tied for the most runners thrown out at home this year, 22. Ooh. They were tied with the Kansas City Royals. You cannot have that. I t didn't I implore people yesterday that every 90 feet counts? Every yeah. 90 feet? That's why I wanted to see Giancarlo busted out of the box in the first inning instead of stand and stare. I don't know if he would have made it to second, but, man, you got to give your team every opportunity, and that includes base coaches who screwed up yesterday. You yeah, it, 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 it just wasn't a good game for the Yankees in, in any facet, really. Right, but actually, you know, I'll tell you, who, I'll tell you yeah. who played well. It was Katie Sharp. Thank you, Robbie Scirocco. I apologize. That's that's she's great. She fault. is really good. Everyone follow her. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you who looked good for the Yankees. Glaber Torres, the second base. It's a really nice place. Great. That's about great. it. <laughs> All right, last part of this, we're gonna talk a lot about Boston tomorrow because they're moving on to uh, Tampa to face the Rays. We will not be talking about the New York Yankees anymore this postseason unless they make some organizational decisions. So what's the biggest change you would make if you were in charge of the Yankees this offseason? Um, I mean, they need a shortstop. Like, you gave, you know, Anthony Velasquez a, a start in the wild card game. You got one pitch and was taken out. Then you moved your third baseman over to play short. And it just – they need a shortstop. You need a captain of the, the infield. Uh, I think defense still matters a ton in this game. Um, so they need that. They probably need a catcher. I don't think they're bringing Gary back, and they're going to move on from that situation. They need a lot, dude. You know, like, I know they're pitching, like, graded out well, and at the end of the year the numbers were, were pretty good, actually. Mm -hmm. But I still think they need more starters. Like, they, it, it's a whole thing. And it, you talk to the guys in here about what they need, and whole organizational philosophy change. So <laughs> – it's everything, man. This team, you know, what Boone said last night, he said uh, the league is caught up to us. The league been caught up to you, bro. No, no, no. They have to catch back up to us. They're, they're two or three rungs behind right now. Yes. Especially in the AL East. One okay, thousand. like these guys, yeah, so they there's a lot. Ploof, uh, I, don't, I don't root for the Yankees. I don't root against the Yankees. I just am a baseball fan, and when I watch them, I see an unathletic – old team that is uninteresting i'll be honest with you like waiting for a three-run homer is not interesting to me they don't play good defense they don't run the base as well what do they do like if you look at the yankees what do they do well oh i mean like i said they're pitching great that well but i wouldn't say like they were great they kind of backed into a, a decent bullpen at the end of the year yeah. but uh-huh they're i don't know excellent their bullpen is excellent other than that, what do they do great? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. They're kind of hamstrung. they got to make a decision on Aaron Judge. Is this the offseason? Because he's going to enter his, his walk year. 
coming he, up. They need Aaron Judge. Okay, fine, but you're not. He's an coming cheap. So no. you're going to have a pitcher that's three hundred twenty-four million. You're going to have Aaron Judge, who's over two fifty. I'm guessing you're going to have a shortstop. If you want to get one of the high-end ones, that's another two hundred million. Like at some point, you have to do a better job of developing some of your younger players and finding some cheaper solutions in critical spots. You haven't done that that well. I 100% agree. Like that's that's the problem with Booney saying that like the league is caught up to us. That is oh. even when I was playing back in the day, the Yankees always thought they even in the minor leagues, they thought they were better than everybody else, that they did everything better than everybody else, and they're like they just got their butt kicked all the time. You want to know who's doing it? better than anybody else the rays go look at their minor league record the guys they bring up come on man like i don't know well it's the last point i'll make about the yankees and then we're definitely going to move on here they are and you said it already with the american league east the rays are in a better spot the red sox this was supposed to be just kind of a so-so rebuilding year for them mm -hmm. They're, they're better, and the Blue Jays are in a really good spot pending a couple of free agent decisions with Simeon and Robbie Ray, which are big ones, but we've seen that that team is willing to spend money, and I wouldn't put it against them that they're going to continue to do that now that they're yes. back in Toronto full-time as well. Yes. So I think the, I think the Jays are in a much, a much better spot going forward than the Yankees are. Like The Yankees right now, if you really look at the division – there's three teams ahead of them as far as future at this tough. point. That's tough. They're above they the Orioles. They have, cool. they have a lot to uh, prove to themselves. We will certainly see. Hey, once again, today's uh, baseball today is presented to you by Dugout Mugs. We talked about this yesterday. Ploof loves free stuff. Loves it. So, so Dugout Mugs wants to give you free stuff. All you have to do is film yourself drinking from any Dugout Mugs Post it, tag them, and you'll be entered to win. Now, if you don't have anything from Dugout Mugs, that's okay. You can get in on the action because they're giving you two great discounts to buy something now, and you can enter the giveaway as well. So Dugout Mugs is giving you 30% off all their best products. I said, what percentage, Clue? 30%, baby. 30%, including the brand-new metal Dugout Mugs. You have to use the code word today. So that means dugoutmugs.com slash today. They're also letting you get a knob shot glass for free at dugoutmugs.com slash today. All you have to do is pay the $8.95 shipping and handling. So you can add to your great collection. You've got the, the wine. You've got the regular. You've got the bottle opener. That comes in handy for pops. And they're talking about getting you the free knob shot. All you have to do is take care of the shipping and handling for $8.95. Uh, so you're going to be riding with us the entire playoff way. So go do it now. Dugoutmugs.com. Use the code word today and get 30% all of their best products. Then do the whole thing where you're sipping from the dugout mugs and tag them. You get a chance to win some free stuff, which is pretty good. All right. We continue on focusing on today's game. Nationally wild card. Cardinals at Dodgers, Wainwright against Scherzer should be a blast. Now, the Dodgers won 16 more games than the Cardinals this year. What is the recipe for success for St. Louis to pull off the upset? Pitching. You know, like, I think they're going to look to for Wayno to just be the, the kind of guy he's been all season long, turn it over to some of those guys in the back end of the bullpen. 
maybe you get a little Jade Flair, definitely you get some Gallegos, some Reyes. So I think uh, they're going to be focused on shutting down the Dodgers and getting some timely hits. I think that's their recipe. Like, hey, let's go hold the Dodgers to three or four and have Goldie smack one out of the park or maybe Tyler O'Neill smack one out of the park. That's okay. that's the recipe for them. Yeah, it's tough. I think the Dodgers won their last 15 home games or something ridiculous as well. So here's the key, and I'm going to go back to 2019 when Scherzer made a wild card start for the Washington Nationals at home against those little upstart Milwaukee Brewers. They actually took it to Scherzer. They put up three runs, five innings. He was a little bit all over the place. He had three walks. Here's where Milwaukee lost the game, and it wasn't in the eighth inning when Soto hit the, had the big hit and Grisham booted the ball and all that sort of stuff, and the Washington ended up winning the game. It was that Milwaukee got blank the rest of the way because Steven Strasburg came in for the next three innings and shut him down. They did not add on once Scherzer, once Scherzer was struggling and then eventually when he was out. You have got to add on. If you get some early runs against Max Scherzer and the Dodgers, the Dodgers can use the same recipe against you that Washington did. Julio Urias will be available today. I wouldn't be surprised if Walker Bueller on his throw day would be available today. So they can bring not the regular bullpen guys like we saw last night with the Yankees and Red Sox, but the fire-breathing dragons that they use every five days during the regular season. If St. Louis is going to pull off this upset, do some damage against the starters. Not saying starters, starters. That's crazy. I mean, I get what you're saying. For Shout out Nameless Jeff. He's in the chat. I know what you're saying about getting to Scherzer because of what he did, you know, against the Brewers in the wild card game. But think about what – like, think about it. Take a step back. Like, Scherzer's been one of the best pitchers in the game in the second half. Absolutely. <laughs> like, that's a tall task to go do it. But I do agree. I mean, for them, they just kind of have to pitch and then add one. Add one, add one, add one. Keep you know, keep going, keep going. That's that's the way they're going to have to do this thing. And they're confident, dude. Like this isn't necessarily like a, a David versus Goliath thing. I don't know why we always use that metaphor because David wins. So uh, it's not necessarily that. I think these teams aren't separated by that much when it comes down to one game. So I think they just need to go out there, trust Wayno. Have the guys ready in the high leverage situations. And like I said, just one at a time, one at a time, one at a time. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. All right, so uh, last question here. Most important player for each team who is not a starting pitcher? Uh, I'm going to go Trey Turner for the Dodgers just because how freaking good he's been for them. Like, if he continues to go off, it's it's going to be tough. <laughs> it's going to be tough for the Cardinals. And I think for the Cardinals, I'll say Goldschmidt. You know, he's, how many times has he played in Dodger Stadium and right. big game and big games and stuff? So I, I look for him to be like the calming presence, other than Yachty and and Wayno. Like I think he's going to be the calming presence in that lineup. And if he goes out there and and puts up some good at bats, like that's it's going to be tough for the Cardinals, Chris. I'm rooting for the Cardinals tonight because uh, Jack Flaherty told me to. That's basically the the reason. Huh. So um, right. it's going to be tough for them. Goldie's going to have to have a big game. All right. Uh, by the way, we're getting word in the chat, and this just corresponded with us coming on live, that Walker Bueller did not make the postseason roster, I believe. So, And it makes sense. Uh, I thought maybe they would keep him out there just because of the situation where if it is indeed his throw day, 
But instead, they're going to say, hey, listen, you're going to be our guy in game one, most likely, if we advance to San Francisco on Friday. So I'm good with that, and I'll take that back now. You still have to deal with Julio Urias, however. Yeah. Same thing that happened with Sale yesterday. They didn't have Sale on the roster because they were just like, you are not e- we're not even going to well, think about putting you out there. No, but Sale's a different guy, right? He's only had a handful of starts since coming back from two years off. Yeah. So that's that would be a different situation. For me, two guys I'm keeping my eyes on. Nolan Arenado. Uh, just two for 21 this year against L.A. with one extra base hit. But in his career, he has hit 16 home runs at Dodger Stadium. That is the most at any stadium in which he is not called home. That's big. We can't hear you. Oh, okay. All right, anyway, as I was saying, that uh, Arenado hit 16 homers at Dodger Stadium, which is the most at any place that um, he has not called a home ballpark in his career. And also, he is the best defensive player out there. He leads a tremendous defense. So if he makes one or two plays that make you go, hmm, maybe the rest of the guys fall in line. Uh, For the Dodgers, Mookie Betts, a little – Dare I say he's a little bit of a forgotten man. His batting average this year, 32 points lower than his career average. His OPS was 35 points lower. He had only 10 steals, which matched last season's regular season total, even though they only played 60 games a year ago. Um, This is going to be, in my opinion, the first year he does not receive any MVP votes in the top 20 since his rookie year. And I think this is his time to shine. I like that. A little different. I like that. I like. I was gonna say Arenado because I just keep envisioning that game where he had like the blood on his face and the screaming. Like he's so yeah, passionate about the game. I can see a few close-ups tonight, Chris, of Arenado screaming after a big homer or something like that, or maybe a big defensive play, like you were saying. And then we'll be like, "Oh, the Cardinals are for real." That's. Right. I want to have at least one moment like that where, like, holy shit, the Cardinals are for real. Yeah. I don't and want it to be a game like it was last night where the Yankees had no chance. Right. And he grew up in Southern California, so I imagine this is a big deal for him. With all that being said, do we go Cardinals, Dodgers? Pick a winner. You went Redbirds. I told you I'm rooting for the Cardinals because Jack told me I had to root for the Cardinals. Well, that doesn't mean you're rooting. You could root for a team, but who do you think is winning? I mean, I think it's obvious that the Dodgers are the favorites in this game. Um, but fuck it, man. Let me get the Cardinals. Cardinals moving on to face the Brewers. Or to face the Giants, excuse me. Okay. Well, uh, I've got some bad news. I cannot <laughs> find my Dodgers hat. And I asked my 16-year-old son last night, I said, have you seen my Dodgers hat? Because sometimes things have a tendency to walk away out of my office. He goes, yeah, I know where it is. I said, yeah? He goes, Vigo's got it. That's his Mm. best friend. Unreal. And I was like, dude, I use that stuff on my show. He's like, well, I can get it back tomorrow. I said, that doesn't help me. Today's the wild card game. (laughs) So I had to use Neil Jackie Robinson 42 lid, which is still pretty fresh. Yes, it is. So which direction do I go? Do I go? Jackie's team. Do I go the Cardinals? And I am going to go with. Let's go! Cardinals! Shocking. I don't think I'll be able to leave the house today in Los Angeles. At least you're across the country. You know, it's it's a tall task for the Cardinals. 
But it's one game, man. It's one game. I'd love to see them do it. Uh, the Dodgers, man, to win 106 games and then mm-hmm. lose in a wild card game would just be well, tough. We'll be, talking, we'll be talking about what that means for the baseball playoff scheduling future if the Dodgers end up losing. Now, with all that being said, congratulations to the Dodgers because I suck at this picking stuff. <laughs> so there's no way that the Cardinals are going to end up winning this thing. <laughs> I know. It, it's hard in these one in these one game playoffs to predict anything because it's impossible. It's, base, it's baseball. Um, but go Cards, go Jack Flaherty. Hope he gets in in front of the hometown crowd. Tonight. Oh, I think he will. I don't think there's a question. I think he's a weapon out of the bullpen this year. Love there you it. Go. All right, listen. This is uh, always a blast. What do you have coming up on John Boy today? So much. We're <laughs> we're going baseball, or excuse me, um, talking baseball after this. We'll talk about last night preview tonight's game i'm doing john boy and jake radio i'm filming a sequence check out my one that came out about camilo duvall a lot of stuff going outside and then we're live streaming the game on talking baseball's youtube page uh eight o'clock eastern we'll be on there a little bit early but come join us because it's going to be a completely different mood tonight last night the mood was somber because of the the loss tonight it's just we're having fun watching baseball let's lighten it up a little bit i watched a little (laughs) bit and michelle was like What's going on with them? It's like they need to be a little more enthusiastic. I was like, honey, their their team's getting their balls kicked in. That's why it's they like, did it. On, that's why they did it on Talking Yanks last night. Yes, the people who are watching would be yeah. uh, sympathetic for them. Well, uh, I tried to Facetime you during a commercial break. I couldn't, bro. It just was chaos. Look at man, I was. It was a tough situation for me to be in last night. I know it was. I know it was. I handled it like a pro. Yes, you did. Uh, Rose Rotation with Tyler Glass now is still out. Um, I will be taping today a special ALDS preview with Cleveland Guardians catcher Austin Hedges, who is a very funny guy. If you don't know him, he's got a great personality. Um, So it's going to be really good to have a catcher that will break down all four teams, strengths, weaknesses. He knows each team's pitching staff. He obviously knows the hitters. It's going to be fascinating. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a, a lot of fun. Love that. That'll be out tomorrow for a special preview, so check it out. Um, I think you'll get some some really good information and hopefully a lot of laughs. So there you how, go. How does Guardians feel rolling off the tongue? Um, when they send me a free hat, a lot easier. <laughs> a lot easier. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, right. Tell everybody up there hi and give them a big hug. I do feel for them. I, you know, it's not fun when your your season loses. It, it ends. It's just it's miserable. They have no time to be miserable. We have too much stuff to do. So I think I know. lose yourself in your work, guys. That's it. Right. When are you coming back, by the way? Uh, Thursday night. Oh, good. All right, cool. And then I'll cool. see you Friday night. That'll be a good one. All right, love All right, everybody. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to Baseball Today, a presentation of Dugout Mugs in the Playoff Edition. Enjoy the wild card game tonight. We'll see you back here again. Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Peace. Later.